Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, uh, this is Dr. Patrick Ford from Johns Hopkins University. This presentation is on which patients should I consider for neoadjuvant or adjuvant immunotherapy. We know that unfortunately the prognosis for patients with resected and non-small cell lung cancer is not good. With five-year survival for patients with stage 2A disease, only it's 60%, and going down to 36% for those patients who have clinical stage 3A. And this makes up quite a proportion of patients worldwide. Approximately 500,000 people worldwide are diagnosed with potentially recurable, surgically resectable lung cancer each year. When we talk about systemic therapy, we're mainly talking about those tumors which are four centimeters or greater and are lymph node positive. And in the latest edition of staging, the eighth edition, these would be clinical stage two and three A lung cancers. In the Checkmate H16 trial, uh, which looked at neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy, the study enrolled patients with stage 1b, 4 centimeters or greater, to 3a non-small cell lung cancer. Important to note that all of the current perioperative immunotherapy trials enrolled using the older 7th edition, where stage 1b cancers included 4 centimeters or greater tumors, and these were moved into, the, into stage 2 in the more recent 8th edition. All patients enrolled had an ECOG performance status of 0 to 1, and patients with known sensitizing EGFR mutations or alcohol alterations were excluded from the trial. So I would not consider these patients for neoadjuvant or adjuvant immunotherapy at this point. Patients were stratified by stage, PDL1 status and sex, and randomized to a control arm of chemotherapy and an investigational arm of chemotherapy plus nivolumab for three cycles. Surgery was planned within six weeks of the last treatment. And postoperatively, no further immunotherapy was delivered in Checkmate H16. And this is in contrast to some of other, some other phase three neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy trials which are ongoing. Postoperative chemotherapy and or radiation was permitted. Primary endpoints of the study were pathological complete response and event-free survival by blinded independent review. These were the baseline characteristics of the patients. So when we're talking about which patients would potentially be eligible for this treatment, I think this is a relatively broad population and relatively representative of the patients we see in clinic. The majority of patients enrolled in this trial had stage 3A, clinical stage 3A disease. So definitely for that cohort of patients, I would consider neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy. And we'd also see that this trial permitted patients to receive neoadjuvant carboplatin based chemotherapy along with nivolumab. So I think this trial doesn't necessarily uh, require the use of cisplatin, which has practical implications for patients. These are the event-free survival subgroup analysis from Checkmate H16. So the overall trial did show a significant benefit favoring the addition of nivolumab to chemotherapy. And when we look across subgroups, nearly all did derive some benefit. We see very significant benefit for those tumors which are stage 3A. It has a ratio of 0.54 favoring nivolumab plus chemotherapy. But also benefit particularly for non-squamous tumors or those tumors which are pd one positive. I would not exclude, however, other patients from based on this analysis, since as you'll see, most of these trend bars are favoring nivolumab plus chemotherapy. Now let's move on to the other major perioperative study, which has been um, published in the last couple of years and has led to approval of adjuvant immunotherapy. This was the Empire 010 trial. And this study enrolled patients with completely resected stage 1b, 4 centimeters or greater, to 3a non-small cell lung cancer, again using the older 7th edition. 
patients had good performance status and all patients irrespective of pd one were enrolled. Patients were stratified by sex, histology, stage of disease and pd one expression. Important to note that all patients in this trial had to receive cisplatin-based adjuvant chemotherapy. After completion of chemotherapy, they were randomized to a control arm of best supportive care or to a tezolizumab given once every three weeks for one year. The primary endpoints of this study were relatively complex, however, were tested hierarchically, um, looking initially at pd one positive tumors of 1% or above in the stage 2 and 3A population. If that were positive, then the all-randomized stage 2 and 3A population would be examined. And finally, if that were positive, the intention to treat population irrespective of pd one would be assessed. And this trial did show a significant disease-free survival benefit favoring the use of adjuvant atezolizumab after cisplatin-based chemotherapy for those patients who have pdl one positive stage 2 and 3A disease. And you see this translates through to, at three years, about a 12% difference in disease-free survival, favoring atezolizumab over best supportive care. An important point to note with this study was that um, those patients who had pdl one negative tumors didn't benefit from treatment, at least in disease. So in terms of disease-free survival, and the FDA approval in the US is focused on those patients with pdl one positive cancers. Drilling down in more detail on this group, a major part of the benefit was seen in those patients with pdl one high cancers with hazard ratio of 0.43 favoring atezolizumab for this group. In the lower pdl one group, um, 1 to 49%, the hazard ratio was not so significant at 0.87. So I think it's very clear that patients with high pdl one benefit from adjuvant atezolizumab in the absence of EGFR and ALK. However, lower pdl one I think it's more of a nuanced discussion where we discuss the risks and benefits of this treatment with patients. So to conclude, which patients should I consider for neoadjuvant or adjuvant immunotherapy? I think patients who have newly diagnosed clinical stage 2 or 3A in the 8th edition non-small cell lung cancer, that is 4 centimeters or greater in diameter, and are node positive, and don't have EGF4 or ALK alterations, are all potential candidates for neoadjuvant chemotherapy plus nivolumab. I would particularly favor this for patients who have clinical stage 3A disease or a node positive disease in general, and also um, for those patients for whom we do not wish to have a more prolonged course of adjuvant immunotherapy. For those patients for whom surgery has been performed, adjuvant atezolizumab is approved for pdl one positive non-small cell lung cancer after adjuvant cisplatin-based chemotherapy, and I think this is important to note, patients should still receive adjuvant chemotherapy. And the greatest benefit is really seen in those high pdl one tumors of 50% and above. To mention briefly, there is a third trial, which we hopefully will see more results from soon, the PEARLS trial looking at adjuvant pembrolizumab. And this may be a future option agnostic to pdl one status. Thank you for attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.